welcome to a grad chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I am your host for this week's a grad chat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and Postdoctoral Fellows, as well as CFRC. So thank you very much to both of them. Now, if your mates miss the show at any time, you can download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CFRC podcast. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. Today, though, I would like to introduce you to Oslo Matar, who is doing a PhD in cultural studies under the supervision of Dr. Petra Fashinger. Welcome to Grad Chat, Oslem. Thank you very much. It's so good to have you. Now, I've actually asked Oslem onto the show specifically to talk about our blog called Gratifying, but of course, she will have to also talk a bit about her research too. Before we get onto the blog, can you give me some background about yourself? For example, where you're from, what brought you to Canada and Queens, your educational background before doing this particular PhD, and why your love for reading. So I know there's a lot of questions there, so I can do one at a time for you if you like. So first of all, where are you from? Oh, thank you for asking that. So I come from Turkey or the Republic of Turkey. And I think the second question was about my educational background. Yes. And so I have a BA and MA in teaching English as a foreign language, as we would say in Turkish context. Right. And then so I worked as an English teacher in all levels of education, starting from primary, but then um, I taught at university for about 10 years before coming to Canada. Right. So I was teaching English to undergrad students in um, English medium university. And, then, and, what, um, and what made you come to Canada? Well, you know, Canada has a great reputation, Canadian universities, and Canada as a country has a great reputation. This was, I guess, my admiration for the country being, like, you know, being very peaceful mm-hmm. made me seek out opportunities here. And I applied for two different schools, and Queens was, of course, one of them, and here I am. I'll, I'll add, of course, my supervisor's impact, because I wrote to her. She was very prompt and very positive in her response, and our initial exchanges gave me the impression that this was the place and people I wanted to be at and I wanted to be with. Well, Dr. Fassinger is, is great like that. Uh, she, I know she looks after her students very well. So you got you got she a good does. one there, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She's, uh, she's wonderful. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said you have a love of reading because I know Dr. Fassinger also loves reading because I was on the Queen's Reads panel with her. <laughs> oh, were you? Yes. Uh, I know... I know she reads a lot because I sometimes visit her in in her office and uh, we end up talking about the books she's read recently or she gives me, uh, she's like, Ozlam, have you seen this? Or like, here, take this, read it. And yeah, I'm a sponge when it comes to reading fiction. Right, right. But not just fiction. I'm also into archaeology and art history and travel books. Uh, anything about history, written and not written history, I'll say. 
Uh, right. Deep history would be something I would read. And of course, anything about migration, which is my right. research topic. Which is your research topic. So I guess that's a bit, you're doing a segue already into your research topic. I love it. Makes it so <laughs> I, much easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> this was not planned. As you know, it's not scripted. Yeah. So when I talk about research, I should mention that this is my second PhD. Yes. And the first one was in this broad field of communication sciences. And then I was specifically specializing in intercultural communication through literature. And okay. And can you want to explain that a bit more to us before you get onto your current one? So I call this, this is, so you see, Intercultural communication in, as, an, as an area of research imagines itself as a social science and feeds a lot from uh, social psychology and several, okay. several other fields. But what I'm doing is, what I'm doing is what I call literary intercultural communication inquiry. So uh, my research is text-based and I try to understand, especially in the first project, how people who inhabit the periphery of the nation because they are racialized immigrants before they happen right. to be, say, Muslims in, uh, after September 11, how they negotiate their belonging to the nation, okay. uh, membership in a specific country. Uh, so that's my first research, and that's completed. I finished, I defended that last year. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And then um, you're glutton for punishment doing another. <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's a punishment, but I, I think I am loving being a student too much. Ah, okay. And I so love one that. Was, one was not enough, you see. Right. I, and I think this comes back to your love of reading, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, love of reading and my interest in improving my writing. Research oh, so, writing. So, it, so it comes into that as well. So sometimes, you know, I, I hear students, they come in to do graduate work purely out of interest. And for you, for instance, there's a certain interest, a certain passion that you have. I don't often hear people do it because they want to improve their writing because <laughs> most people hate the writing part. So I... uh, like if she were here, my supervisor would agree with me. My problem is I write too much. Ah, okay. So I read a lot and I want to show that I've read a lot. So I end up writing without filtering out certain things and then I, I end up writing too much. And I thought... One PhD, like one dissertation was not sufficient to write everything I, I wanted to write. So I'm, I'm doing the second one in everything. <laughs> 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 really I, I must admit, there's always students too that keep saying, you know, I could go off on all sorts of tangents and, you know, and the supervisors like, pick one channel. Just do the one channel so you can get your PhD and you can do the others at another time. And clearly that's what you're doing. You're doing the second lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my supervisor uh, recommends that, you know, I, she says, oh, this is for a, this is for an article after right. you defend your dissertation. You're not getting, right. like, you're not digressing now. <laughs> get this done, and then uh, that's going to be a chapter. That's going to be a book. I think that's fantastic. So, so tell us about your current research, because that's, if I've understood it correctly, you, 
are you talking more about let me see oh i've forgotten where it is <laughs> i can i can oh uh, yes yeah. about central america and mexico is that right yeah, so um, I'll say one thing about the previous research in one sentence, and then I'll switch to the second. So the first research project was about uh, mostly Muslim women's understandings of uh, migration process and post-migration issues mm-hmm. and what happened after September 11 in terms of, you know, their other people's perception of their place in the nation, etc. And then two of those chapters, the two of the chapters there was uh, about Latin American women's uh, issues. Or, I mean, the issues Latin American Im- immigrant Latin American women were facing post September 11. Right. So I thought, why don't I extend that and change it a bit? This time, I am looking in particular at narratives of and narratives by irregular migration and irregular migrants. Uh, so, my research, so what do you mean by irregular? When I say irregular migration, I mean my migration from one country to another that is not authorized by a country. This ah, okay. may... This may include someone coming to a country with a visa, a valid document, yes. but then overstaying their visa, okay. or they may. It may include um, arrival in a country clan in through clandestine va- ways, yes. you know, illicit border crossing, or they may come to a country, knock knock, and then uh, they may apply for asylum, as in the case of. Ira- um, asylum-seeking children and women from Central right. America and Mexico. Um, right. Those are basically the subjects of my research, the current project. And I look into say, justice claims in these narratives, and each chapter touches on um, human rights issues, border violence, immigration detention, and justice or secondary injustice uh, that the citizen children experience when their parents, uh, undocumented parents, are detained and deported. Um, And then at the end, I talk about the ethics of uh, responding to such crises uh, or engaging with irregular migration if you are at the receiving end, but you don't have a personal link to the, these migrants. What do you do? How do you, how should you, or how can you respond to that? Right. Just... Are you doing this research from reading mm-hmm. literature or are you also having an opportunity to speak to some of these people? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. So my dissertation is basically text-based. I'm looking at fiction and non-fiction narratives, but outside of my dissertation, I'm also doing real migration narratives research through smaller projects. Right. Uh, so in that case, I either reflect on my own experience of migration or I talk with individuals who've come to Canada recently. This is a side project that I'm planning as my postdoc, but right. I've already started publishing on, the, on that. So. <laughs> You're not wasting any time, are you? Uh, I try try to be productive and migration in every sense interests me. And, oh, I didn't mention I'm also writing nonfiction and fiction about migration. So, say, five years down the road, I'll have a lot to say about about these things. 
You will indeed. You will indeed. Okay. All right. Well, you've got plenty to do there, but I guess we should also get on to talk a little bit about the blog called Gratifying, because that was one of the reasons uh, that I wanted you on. It was a shame some of your colleagues weren't able to join you today for various reasons. So you're doing one for the team, as they say, which is really good. And just to let everyone know, Gratifying has been going for a number of years now, and it's for graduate students written by graduate students, even though it comes under the auspices of the School of Graduate Studies and Postdoctoral Affairs, because we actually thought it was important that, you know, current students have a lot, a lot to offer, a lot of information and advice and suggestions for other students. And it's great to hear from your fellows about, you know, where the best places to go in Kingston or, you know, what do you do at the start of your academic year and all those sorts of things. Which is, so this is why Gratifying, as, as which is the name of the blog, came into being. So, of course, Oslam, you're, like I said, one of five bloggers that we've got at the moment. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to give a bit of a rundown on, on your colleagues and then sure. we'll talk a little bit more about the blog, if that's okay. So you're all from different sort of backgrounds. And so we've got Ali Frid, who is a second year master's student in, in the sociology department. And her actual work, her own research is focused on the disability studies sector of sociology, which she's uh, really enjoyed doing. She's been living in Kingston for about six years now. Um, and, you know, what she wants to be do as part of the blog is to give her own personal stories, which more often than not can really help students who may be experiencing difficulties with their transition to grad school and looking for advice, as I said, for someone who has also shared that kind of experience, which is what it's all about. And then we've got Catherine Marcotte, who is doing an MA in English Language and Literature uh, born in Ottawa, a proud Francophone and passionate about the cultural work of language and literature. Um, she's also an avid reader, curious home cook, as she says, and, and wants to report about grad student life in Kingston with a particular focus on wellness, nutrition and community. So that's why she wanted to be one of the bloggers. Then we have Tiffany Harianto, who is a Master of Public Health candidate, specialising in infection prevention and control. Another avid writer, which is lucky since you're all writing the blog, <laughs> and believes the written word can reach and inspire many people. And as a blogger, she hopes to share experiences and resources that will motivate and benefit other grad students throughout uh, their academic careers. She's also um, done been a managing editor of the what's called the Coots Paradise Riders Community, an anthology sanctuary, and has hosted the public health podcast An Apple a Day on also on CFRC. So she's done both blogging and radio as well there. And then lastly, Elise Longer, who is a PhD student in screen cultures and curatorial studies who has lots of experience and resources and connections to the arts community in Kingston, which is really fortunate for us because, you know, Kingston, we've got a plethora of arts, different sorts of arts available to us, which we're very, very lucky. 
And also, Elise is our administrator for the blog for this year. So she keeps everyone in check and on time and all those sorts of things, reminds us who's up next, etc. in the blog. And then, of course, you, Oslem, lucky last, um, you're, you're wanting to write more on this sort of the intercultural communication, international education, learning and writing community sort of in, and, and promoting well-being in grad school. And a lot of different, uh, I think what you also had here, especially if you're thriving academically while maintaining disabilities and overcoming hidden barriers, which again is another really important area. And I think that's one of the nice things with our bloggers this year. You all come from different backgrounds. You all got different passions and different angles that you can talk to our students about. So what was it for you, Oslam, that made you want to put your hand up and say, you know what, I would like to be a blogger this year? Thank you very much. Yeah, you mentioned some of the things I had shared with you a few months earlier. Yes. I'll say something about the um, disability. I don't usually talk about this, but I, I do have diabetes. And what that means is certain days are less productive than others. Right. So I need to balance food and exercise and uh brain work uh, constantly. I cannot just say, you know, oh, let me eat this pasta and then continue work. No, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way if you have diabetes. That's why I mentioned um, disability, I think. Also, I wanted to have, I think I wanted to have a structured time frame for non-academic writing. And this is, this writing for gratifying is doing exactly that. Once in four weeks, I sit at my, this is my Sunday afternoon relaxation writing moment. So I sit at my desk for two hours sharp and then write this blog to be shared with other students. And of course, I do some preliminary research or if something is brought to my attention, I take note of those things and then pick from those. And if I'm 100% transparent, it takes more than two hours. But two hours is the time that I... That you a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, limit, I try to limit myself to. And what that structure gave me is now I'm using other Sunday afternoons and Sunday evenings to do writings like this, you know, nonfiction pieces, also non-academic pieces, right. which I use to sharpen my non-academic, non-academic writing skills. You see, I'm, a, right. I'm an English teacher and I work as a writing consultant at Student Academic Success Services. Right. So I do quite a lot of reading, writing together, but writing about your own experience and writing for social media this one is part of you know social media yes. informal language audience fa- audience facing it's quite different and try, i'm try, i'm still learning i'm still i'll say honing my skills the craft but but that's good and that's one of the uh, the beauties of this right i mean you, you said you do a lot on academic writing and you probably do a little bit of creative writing too but as you said social media sort of that realm is very different because you have to be a lot more concise yes uh, with, with some things even though we give you a fair, a fair few words that you can do it unlike you know some of the other social medias but you still have to be very concise and think about you know what can I say in a small amount of time to keep people's keep people reading to the end 
Yes, so keep people engaged and say the most without saying, uh, using too many words in that, uh, you know, a skill you develop over time. And then I'll also say that I write with international students in mind because I am yes. an international student and I know I have the firsthand experience of some of the things they might be experiencing. So, and also in my role as a, this is different than uh, gratifying, but I work as an, so I offer intercultural awareness certificate series at ah, right, inter right. International Center. So yes. intercultural communication is my day job and also my, you know, everyday experience. Right. And I use this blog to reflect on some of the conversations I have with other international students or with other other people in uh, Queens or in Kingston. And I, I also want to mention that one reason why I wanted, I guess I also wanted to be part of a community, yep. writing community, because right. I, I always check what my colleagues have written and then I try to align my thinking my tone and you know the topics yep. I cover sort of with theirs so we complement each other which is great um, yeah so so, so what so what are some of the topics that you guys have talked about so far this term oh that's a surprise <laughs> ha I got hit you on the spot didn't I <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've got them written so, here <laughs> So, for example, okay, I'm, I'm going to say this uh, off the top of my head. I can help you out. Tiffany, Tiffany, <laughs> I, think I, I think I remember. So Tiffany, for example, wrote a blog, wrote a post, which she, it's called Winter in Kingston. Yes. And she was giving great advice to students who are going to stay in Kingston in winter. She was talking about coats and cozy places to go to and then one part of her blog post that we um, last week uh, was about fun activities in Kingston so this this week I thought oh why don't I expand on this right and explore other things students can do um, in Kingston or around Kingston that are affordable yes and that are accessible and Which is really important to grad students, right? Is that they have to yes. be affordable and accessible. Yeah. And I also try to, I mean, in my own blog, because I try to offer a range of activities for different budgets of yes. different family types. And some people have, like some graduate students have small kids. For example, in uh, in my last blog, po blog post, I wrote about Halloween-themed activities in Kingston. And right. I'm saying you can do night walks or you can go to the penitentiary for a, um, they had a special thing. Yeah, had a ghost thing or something, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, or just walks in Lake Ontario Park, uh, things like that. I try to very, um, I try to ensure diversity in terms of the things you can do, like you can mm -hmm. pick one or the other. Um, and I know one of us wrote about, uh, arts in Kingston. Yes, and I think that was Elise, was it? Did... I think it was Elise, but I don't. I don't want to lie. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I don't have the web page um, open on my screen. And healthy eating. Yeah, one of our topics was healthy eating, which is really important again for grad students. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was Catherine talked about engaging with Indigenous art in Kingston. So it mm -hmm. brings in some of that because there, there seems to be quite a few some nice themes around some of the the topics chosen for all of your blogs. Like, you know, there's the academic uh, sort of themes, and and that's like getting acquainted with Queens when you're first here. So as new arrivals to grad study, so that's always important. And then, of course, as you're going along the conference season, what to expect and do around that. And then some of the programs like Black Studies at Queen's. Oh, sorry. I, I This semester has been so busy for me. I tend That's... to forget things. Now I remember we had the um, International Education at Queen's Conference. Yes, and my, yes. My, my October entry was covering that because, again, that was uh, something I attended as, a, as, a, as an audience member. And, and my initial post was about greeting people who may have different cultural frames about what's appropriate what's not right and also transport in kingston this was like you know welcome to kingston it's your first two weeks what 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 things you may encounter kind of situation. yes which is great and then I think some of the other ones we were, you mentioned about the food and things. So cooking on a budget and where to yeah. find, where to go to some of the grocery stores when they've got the discount day, like a discount Tuesday. And, you know, all those sorts of things are really, really helpful when you're new to the community. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll also say the, the topic wise, these are great. I'll also say the, that as a non-native non speaker, I also find these bit-sized readings, blog posts, great for exposure to Canadian expressions, Canadian language. Right. I am, when I'm doing my research, I'm learning new expressions. Each time, I, you may have noticed, each time I add one or two expressions that are new to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like when we, before we started this interview, I said, let's get the show on the road, and you started writing that down. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. So what what can we expect for the winter term next year? So winter 2024, what kind of topics do you think we can expect? Or, or have you guys sorted that out yet? We're now signing up for the winter semesters. One thing I was doing just last night, I was looking at what important days are out there for January and February. Uh -huh. And then I think I am almost decided, but not quite. Apparently, there's a day called the Belly, Belly Laughter Day. Oh, fantastic. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be uh, hilarious to write about some... Uh, comedy shows happening in Kingston that right. are, well, that's actually in May that's later in the year okay yeah um, there's a comedy event and I thought I could easily find other other fun right. shows happening in and around Kingston and I guess um, you could also put in there we're talking about belly life I mean, how good it is to laugh I mean otherwise life could be pretty gloomy if we don't laugh every day I mean I, I love laughing it always yes. makes me feel better when I laugh and it's, you know, it's good for the health. Yes, uh, isn't it? So um, I heard some of my Canadian friends saying February is the longest and dreariest month because there's no festival there. I mean, Yes, which is strange because normally, you know, Canadians, and particularly in Kingston, we like to do some, have at least something on each month. Yeah, I think I am going to dedicate my 
blog to some fun, you know, some yeah. laughter theme writing in February. That's great. Well, there's going to be no shortage, I'm sure, of good topics. I mean, and I think it was Ali in the beginning, you know, defining goals for the new year and how to stick to them, which, you know, we always have these um, New Year's resolutions, but do we ever stick to them? Possibly not. <laughs> but I know when it comes to academics, you probably do need to. <laughs> Here is another thing that I'm thinking of writing. So one of us, I can't remember who, uh, is going to cover Kingston Film Festival. Ah, great. Yeah, so I am now. So in 2023... <laughs> Uh, I made it my mission to watch a show by a woman director every weekend, whether it was uh, on Friday or Saturday, depending on my schedule. I yes. would sit and watch something by a woman director. This year, I'm watching 52 films in 52 different languages, if possible, from 52 different countries. Wow. So I may... I may write about a few shows that I will have seen up until then. Right. Oh, so, that, so that'd I, be good. That'd be good. Because I think Catherine is doing one, you know, making time for yourself and then making Valentine's Day about more than romance, making time for self-care and mental health. I mean, bringing in lots of things. I mean, I find Valentine's Day very commercial. And I think, you know, let's put the commercial side about and then just talk about ourselves <laughs> and look after ourselves, not just think about, you know, paying $12 think... for a rose. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the last time I celebrated uh, the Valentine's Day was when I was 19 or something, so long, long, long ago. So uh, that's not a thing. But I recently heard of the Sisters' Day. And yes, which is interesting. Day. And I'll look. I'll obviously look at the calendar, annual calendar, and see what's coming when it can go and on. Well, that's Oslam. That's fantastic. Thank you. We're going to probably have to call it quits there. Although I know we could keep talking about what kind of topics could we put on the next in the blog for the rest of the year or the rest of the sure. new year. <laughs> so, but I really do appreciate you coming on. One, talking a little bit about your own research, even though we only touched on it but also highlighting some of the things what the what our blog Gratifying is doing and, and why. And I really appreciate that. Like I said, taking one for the, doing one for the team, the, the blogging team. So I'm sure they're very happy and, and thankful to you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. That's fantastic. So that's it, everyone. A, another week of Grad Chat sadly comes to an end. Don't forget, you can download this show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CFRC Podcast. Just type in Grad Chat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.